it's okay to be seen. People see you even though you're trying to hide and it's okay to be seen. You know, I think when you're the oldest child, and I know you can kind of understand this on the level, your purpose is to kind of keep the squad together by any means necessary, often to the detriment of your own development and comfort. And so I think I know for a fact that I am in a space where I'm like, no, I'm here. I'm taking up space. You see me. I know you see me. Great. Take a picture. It lasts longer. We out here. That is not something I ever would have truly felt comfortable doing, despite the kind of job I had and the industry I was in. I thought I was behind the scenes because I wasn't the model and I wasn't the face of and I wasn't necessarily who people were coming to see. But what I learned was that that was a lie. People were actually, in fact, coming to see me. And I had to get comfortable with that. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Hello, my cosmic baddies. Wow, I am so excited for today's guest because it is the one, the only, Lauren McKnight. Yes. (laughs) To know her is to love her. Uh, Lauren McKnight is truly a treasure who also helps you find your own treasures. She is a fellow multi-passionate, multi-potentialite, multi-hyphenate. And she is the founder of Gladly Upcycled. Gladly is rooted in the tradition of finding treasures in the ordinary. It was founded in May of 2020 to help the average person with the attainable, sustainable lifestyle, giving you tips to thrift, resources to secondhand, and really all inspired by her maternal grandparents, Gladys and Lee. And she is also an advocate for more visible representation and recognition of BIPOC creators, makers, and innovators within conversations around sustainability. And what I love about her is she's really just committed to making this whole process of living more sustainably, like accessible and fun and playful. Hello, we need that. She is a true ray of light. She is warm, funny, whip smart, truth teller. Everywhere she goes, she leaves with more beauty and more brilliance, more color, more coziness. She is also a dear friend of mine who we go way back. She is truly one of my favorite Ooh, before people. Before Facebook, girl. Before <laughs> Facebook. We are pre-FB times, and she is also and one of my thank official God for that. <laughs> cosmic bosses. Thank God for that. And she is the living embodiment of the expression, joy is an act of resistance in my mind. And that's why I am so excited to have her on as today's Cosmic Changemaker. Lauren, how the hell are you? I mean, I'm trying not to cry after that intro. Hello, Pisces moon. Hello, our Pisces moons are already crying. Like truly already want to sob. I'm excited to be here. You know, you're like one of my favorite people to ever people, human, whatever you want to call it, whatever the action word is, you're one of my faves. And I'm excited to be on the show with you. Oh my goodness. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so excited that you called out that we were friends pre-Facebook. I was trying to phrase how long I've known you for. And I was like, well, like, you know, it's not childhood friends, but it was like awkward coming of age Basically, Lauren and I went to college together, and thank God, goddess, that I found you there. Yes. We went to the University of Maryland, which was amazing. Go Terps. But in the middle of, like, the bro-y, muggle, sports, business school, like, landscape, I was like, where are my witches at? Where are my, like, cool people, creative people thinking outside the box? And the universe gave me you. And yes, that was before Facebook. Before Facebook, it's you have to like delineate things in terms of social media now. So Such a good way of describing it. <laughs> before Facebook, 
and when you needed a college email to even be on said face, I, I used to call it face novel because people used to write these like long rants. Oh, wait, they still do. Oh, wait. I am not on. <laughs> oh, wait, still a thing. I should have. I was just like really ahead of my time in making fun of Facebook as a platform. Honey, that's why you're a trendsetter. That's why you are a treasure seeker, a tastemaker and a trendsetter. And you heard it here first. Okay. What we want. We call it like it is. So why don't you tell people in your own words a little bit about, you know, what you do, who you are, and then we'll, we'll dive in. I have so many juicy questions to yeah, ask you. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, after, after college, I spent a decade, if you're trying to do the math now, mind your business, you're rude. <laughs> I spent a decade in cosmetics. I made my way up to national trainer, global creator, traveling all over the world, and as most people do in corporate world, they get burned out. It's exhausting. And your ability to be creative in the ways that feel natural to you are often stifled. Mm. So, you know, after, and I'm very grateful for my time. I met some of the craziest, coolest, <laughs> most creative humans, so many of whom are still very dear friends of mine to this day in that industry. But it was definitely time to do something else with my creative energy and outlet. And so, you know, it's so funny. It, you, you do a lot of things. You try to figure it out. God bless the pandemic. And actually, my dear friend Maddie, who has been asking me to do something with her since she started her dang juice bar. And I was just like, yeah, Maddie's out here making juices. This is wild. And I would repost everything and be so excited because legit, I was. And she's like, we have to work together. We have to work together. I have to work together. Well, the panorama hit. <laughs> and... Maddie's like, hey, I'm doing this program. It's, you know, really geared towards creatives, weirdos, and other cosmic baddies <laughs> who are just trying to get their self together and, like, get focused. Is this something you're interested in? Well, hell, I wasn't working. What else was I going to do? And I have to say that, hell, what else am I going to do with my time was the best thing I ever could have done because it made me tap into – I have a notebook. Actually, I have a couple of notebooks just full of random business ideas. Every time I get an idea – I write it down. I may never look at it again or look at it a month later and be like, the hell shrooms was I on when I wrote this? And gladly was something that was top of mind. So, you know, for me, I grew up in a family with both set of grandparents coming from the Depression era. Mm. Southern Depression era, Black family, moved up north to whatever closest large city there was. And there was really just this understanding and idea of stretching what you had and making it work multiple ways. A, because you didn't have money to waste. And B, because they were coming from farms. And when you work on a farm, you live on a farm, you use everything from the land until you can't anymore and you start from scratch. So those are the people who raised me. Those are the people who spent time with me. Those are the people who raised the people who did raise me full time. And so when I would go visit my grandparents in the summer or when they would come here to visit us in Maryland, we would go on what they call treasure hunts. Now, treasure hunts meant two different things <laughs> to each grandparent. To Nana, that meant we're going to go to the thrift store. I'm going to give you $5. Whatever it is you think you need to do today, have at it. And honestly, $5 to a kid makes you feel like you're rich. But $5 in the thrift store as a kid? <laughs> Can't nobody tell me nothing. And then... So we would just have all kinds of fun doing that. So, I mean, specifically, like she'd come over, she'd come for Halloween and that's how we would find our Halloween costumes. That's how we would find out for the scarecrow we would make together. Like these were things we did innately with her and didn't think of it as like secondhand or gross. We were just like, hey, we're going shopping and there's all kinds of cool stuff in here. What are we going to find? With my grandfather, it was really like drive around the city, find something on the curb make a project out of it, and put it back on the curb. We never kept what we remade. Stop. We work on it. What a magical family. And then put it back on the curb. And, you know, it was always like, well, do we put it back where we found it? Or we put it in a new neighborhood? We always put it in a new neighborhood. Someone else's treasure. But, yeah, these are the things we did for fun as kids. Okay, I did not know that side of it. I think you told me – I didn't realize that you all were – curb hunting upcycling fairies in your neighborhood we like 
Wait, I'm like really, if someone's listening to this and their family like back in the day just found a magically refurbished like side table, they're like, where did this have come from on the curb? If you were ever in the greater Florissant, Missouri uh, area. (laughs) And you found like a perfectly magically upcycled item that you're like, why would someone leave this on the curb? It's like, because that was a gift. For you. Okay. Ten out of this ten. is making so much sense that to like, is what, who you are. What happened? And you're welcome. And I hope that you put it out so that somebody else could do the same. So when thinking about what I wanted to do next, I knew that it had to be something meaningful, something joyful, something very much in touch with the people who were responsible for creating this. <laughs> and my grandparents are my favorite people. You know, my grandfather is no longer here with us, unfortunately. And my grandma's very much here, but I just felt like I needed to honor them in any way that I possibly could. And that was going to fuel my next project. So gladly is something that I was literally on a walk one day and like, what am I going to do? And I was like, pop, tell me what to do. And it popped into my brain. I kid you not, maybe half a mile from the house. I'm like, gladly, that sounds awesome. And, you know, while we were in Cosmic Boss, I just got the opportunity to flesh out and think a little deeper about why this was important and how this was important. Obviously, we're in a point, the pandemic taught us that we had a lot of things and a lot of things that we didn't necessarily need. If you didn't already know it, you were probably made terribly aware of it during the pandemic when you couldn't leave it in your house and be on the go all day. Forced to sit with all of our shit. Forced to sit with all of our shit. But then also realizing how little people maybe down the street from you had and Really just being conscious of like what you're buying, what you're bringing into your home, how you're redistributing your wealth and your blessings. It doesn't have to be some big government mandate. It could be as simple as putting a side table you don't need anymore on the curb and letting your neighbor take in something that they need. So I knew that I wanted to be community minded in that sense. I knew that people generally, especially millennials and the Gen Zers, P.S. I'm a part of my hair wherever the fuck I want. And I like my straight leg jeans, bitch. <laughs> and I will continue to wear them. However. Don't, don't at us. Don't at us. You don't want the smoke. But people, generally speaking, the younger generations are more interested and more vested in, you know, doing what we can to slow down global warming and just be less wasteful. I also know that when I was looking on the internet, I didn't see many women of color, people of color doing it, despite it very much being something that all of us grew up doing. My story is not special. My grandparents found a way to sprinkle magic into it, but it is very much born out of necessity and lack and lack of, you know, the ability to access certain things, to have certain things and to be creative and innovators in that way. And so that's really how Gladly was born. You know, I'm sitting in my house and I'm thinking, I need a project. What do I do? And immediately all I can think about is all the fun things I used to do with my grandparents because, duh. And I just felt like giving people accessibility to it and making it fun the way they made it fun for me and not overwhelming and not pretentious was exactly what was missing. And that's kind of where I got started. Oh, I have chills. Okay, honey, I have so many chills. And this is why I love you. When we're going to talk about your chart, we both have Pisces moons, Cancer risings. Oh, I was in this like super strong connection to you. And like, especially in the business sense, because we're both earth signs, Virgo, you're Capricorn. And like, I remember I am literally never in my life, like sold up and like to one of my friends, like come do my program. And in fact, usually I'm like, I don't know, don't look at what I'm doing. Ah, Like stay away. Like I so, but at the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, I just feel like this is like this chance, this like container to like build some really cool things and also keep in touch with people who are going to light me up and inspire me and make me feel like we're making a difference in the world during this weird like void. This was like day one of this. So we had no idea even like how deep it was going to go and how much we were going to transform and how long it was going to be. And you, I love you, was you were just like, yeah, like you just followed your intuition. You're like, yeah. Sure. It's not super clear like what it means or what you're talking about, but like, yeah, this feels good. And the second you told me about that, I remember when you told about your vision and having some sort of place for creators and makers and people who are doing upcycling work, especially BIPOC folk, especially BIPOC women. I was like, honey, yeah, this is huge. I was like, yeah. <laughs> 
like, okay, this is why you're here. I was like, duh. Yeah, like, yes, yes. So it was, it was so fun to hear all this because I always knew you as creative, but more in like the beauty way and a beauty boss bitch. Like you were just like running things around town. You, you'd pop into New York for like a day or two. and But you were always such a hype woman of me. So I appreciate that. You would like send people from all over the globe to come visit me in my shops and like <laughs> number one, you are a... Like when you have Lauren McNatt in your team, like you're just going to feel blessed and you're going to feel like unstoppable. I'm so down for, for the ride. Like where are we going? Who all's going to be there? I'm pulling up at two. Let's do this. But it was so much fun to watch this other part of you come out. And because, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about your chart, but I could see like how important this, you know, your family. And I always knew we had always bonded over like how close to our, our families. We both have a crazy our big, crazy, like huge families. All the women are kooky Aquarius moms and who we love to women, death though, helped us. Let's talk about that because it's not like we don't have men folk in our family and they think they're running things. But like truly, if they were being honest with themselves, they would know we're in charge. The strong women. I know your family gatherings look like so much fun. I mean, you you know I've always wanted to be a Murphy sister. Like, I truly yes. – It's like, if I can do that, I'm one in life. It's the sorority I've always wanted to join. There's no other sorority I've ever wanted to be in. You DM'd me that during one of our most recent, like, theme parties or something. And I was like, no, it's so true. Like, I am scarred by actually sororities from our own college experience. Or just been like, no. But I'm here to, like, reimagine them as that. You are – Definitely invited. You are like peak, I don't know what sorority language is, queen of the sorority, but I know my family loves you. And again, we've just gotten to have so many memories together from like college tailgating to now. And it's been so fun to watch you like explore and expand. And, you know, as Michelle Obama, fellow Capricorns, as like become, like it's becoming. And even in this, even since we started talking about this and you launched this, I've watched you even like play and become and bloom and and blossom and and, like trust where like your vision is leading you almost as something that's like bigger than you. So I guess along that, along those lines, yes, anywhere like, I have so many questions, but has, you know, that idea and that vision, did it lead you down any unexpected roads, either professionally or even personally, like within yourself? kind of embarking like the moment because i feel like one gladly was born it's almost like a separate human now it's like your so business different. becomes its like own soul right you're like okay what are we doing is there anything like just about making that decision and saying yes that you know like or it took you somewhere on your own journey or just somewhere completely unexpected you're like oh i thought i was going to do xyz and now i'm doing abc a hundred percent so when i started gladly i thought my only mission was to help people declutter and organize themselves in a way. Like give them ways of, okay, you're going to do this. If you're going to sell your your furniture, these are good days to do it or times to do it in the month. If you're going to buy, this is what you do. If you're going to, you know, donate, do this X, Y, and Z, this is what you do. And that's really what it started off as, is helping people to streamline in a smart and intentional way and to recycle, upcycle, donate items in their closet or things in their house in a more intentional, meaningful way so that they're not ending up in landfills or ending up in, you know, large spaces where you do donate things and they end up in landfills anyway. I'm not going to name names, but I think people can connect the dots there. So that's where I started. And as I've given myself some time and like really started to think about what is important to me and what the root of this is, And the root of this is in ancestry. The root of Mm. this is in storytelling. The root of this is in Black culture. Mm. And so for me, the pivot that it's taken now, and that's why I've been so quiet on my platforms, I've started to intentionally source old pieces of or old clothing and old home goods that are made in certain countries in Africa and made in certain places in the West Indies and attaching stories to where these pieces came from and like who they came from. And that's the kind of stuff I want to reintroduce to the world and resell and repurpose and give people access to. It's no secret descendants of the enslaved black people in this country have a huge disconnect to their roots, to their ancestry, to even know where they're from. And there's a longingness and a wanting to even know 
just a fraction of that story and connect with it. And so I feel like I have a unique opportunity to help people write their own stories or learn parts of their stories or connect to parts of their stories, whether they know it for sure or not. If they feel it and they see it, it's probably there. So that's kind of the detour that I've taken with this project. And I think in moving back to the city, moving back to Brooklyn, being back in spaces where my own family was at one point, you know, my grandfather, my paternal grandfather is from Harlem. I have 13 plus great uncles, aunts. I'm probably riding the train with second and third cousins and don't even know it. (laughs) A lot of them ended up in Bed-Stuy. A lot of them ended up in Brooklyn. And it's just so funny that I found myself there, probably in spaces with family members and didn't know it, but like reconnecting with that community and finding myself in parts of that community and wanting to contribute in that way and being inspired by other businesses that are very similar. There's, you know, a business that I absolutely adore and didn't realize how much it was influencing me. It's called Black Market Vintage. I think they're on Marcus Garvey. They are the thrifters that I, they are the thrift store that I wish existed. And it's full of black memorabilia and and iconography and, you know, culture. And so for me, that's kind of been the turn. Still very much rooted in family, still very much rooted in ancestry, but in, in a deeper way. And I think that that's more important and more intentional for me at this point. Oh, oh my goodness. See, this is why I had to ask this question because yes. I knew that you were up to stuff. I'm, I'm getting this information on the fly. I'm like, yeah, I just feel like there's something brewing. I, I can just there's feel in happening. you like, oh, and I think that's so Remember beautiful. Remember that time you lived in my brain? You live there. It's lovely here. I highly recommend it. Gorgeous, so spacious, great. open floor plan, amazing views. It's always <laughs> decorated. The food's always amazing. Um, the food is always <laughs> impeccable. There's definitely always flowers present. The vibe is immaculate. <laughs> I'm never leaving. I came just to like visit like Airbnb status and I moved in. Stay a while. In your brain. Lauren, I love that so much. And I think that I love like the digging deeper into the why and the root and like the storytelling and ancestry and connecting back. I just feel like what you're about to embark on or what you're embarking on as you're doing this is going to open up so much for you in terms of like your soul's purpose and open up so much support from your ancestors and like the collective of ancestors from the like descendants of people from Africa and the gifts that you're going to connect people to from there. Like that's so you are so generous and you bring so much joy and so much intention to everything you do. And to now do this on this much bigger, like multidimensional, like cosmic realm of like the ancestors and, and people you don't even know who are going to be connecting to this just speaks so much to like one of your gifts that I find in like the micro of being your friend. And now you get to do that on this huge level. And I'm so excited. I'm so proud of you. The rebirth and the learning and going deeper in your purpose and the becoming, again, back to that, that's not this like static place you land. It's like, well, yeah, of course you could still share all those tips and you still have this wealth of information and you could still do all that. But like this following that tugging and following where you're being led, to me, that's really showing up in service because someone needs that. When you were talking about that, the only thing I could think is this is an answer to someone's prayer right now. There's someone who wants to like, gain that or like wants to connect in that way, but doesn't know where to start or where to begin. And I'm learning every day and about myself, about my own family, about we have so much just to offer, like as a culture, like black culture is so rich and it's so multidimensional and there's so many pieces to it. And we're learning and reclaiming so much more of it every day. And I just feel like it's more than just purchasing an item. It is really like reconnecting to a piece of yourself that you may not even know is there or you sense is there and you can't quite put your finger on it. Those are your ancestors, by the way. They're like (laughs) nudging you and like just like tapping on your head and like, hi, we're here. We want to hang out and play with you. Yes. We see you. How beautiful is that to connect into that? I know that that's rooted me a lot, like doing that kind of work to get through the pandemic. Like, 2020 was rough for a lot of people, but I always tell people my hardest time in life, like the actual destruction of the of the wheel to rebuild happened the three years prior to the mm-hmm. pandemic. And I think the pandemic was like the final test of like, are you ready to get out here in this new body, in this new space, in this new headspace? And what are you going to do with it? Are you ready 
to do what you need to do. Mm. I don't think if I hadn't had those three years, or as I like to call them, study abroad Texas, those of you who know me know what that means. Those of you who don't, we could talk about it maybe one day, but uh, it'll definitely be in my book one day. Okay. Read about it in the book. (laughs) Read about it in the book because whoa. But I'm grateful for that because I don't think that I would have been in the space to join Cosmic Boss or just be like, yeah, sure, girl, let's do it. And look at what that got me. Right. Like your cracking wide open happened kind of before the pandemic. So you got to use that time to be like, okay, so you don't have to go into what happened and study abroad in Texas time. But what I just hear from you is like those moments that are, that feel really fucking hard and are really hard. Mm -hmm. There is something there where it's like cracking you open to teach you something or to show you something about yourself or some kind of strength. I know you're Capricorn, sea goat resiliency. Would you mind sharing something that you learned about yourself during that time that you're like, oh, okay, cool. This is this is Lauren. This is who I am. I, I forgot for a second, but here I am, world. You know what I learned? Because it's not something that's like innate to an eldest, and it's certainly not something that's innate to an earth sign. It's okay to be seen. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be seen. People see you even though you're trying to hide and it's okay to be seen. Wow. You know, I think when you're the oldest child, and I know you can kind of understand this on the level, your purpose is to kind of keep the squad together by any means necessary, often to the detriment of your own development and comfort. I'm crying. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And so I think I know for a fact that I am in a space where I'm like, no, I'm here. I'm taking up space. Mm -hmm. You see me. I know you see me. Great. Take a picture. It lasts longer. We out here. Mm -hmm. That is not something I ever would have truly felt comfortable doing, despite the kind of job I had and the industry (laughs) I was in. I thought I was behind the scenes because I wasn't the model and I wasn't the face of and I wasn't necessarily who people were coming to see. But what I learned was that that was a lie. People were actually, in fact, coming to see me. And I had to get comfortable with that. And I think when you're someone like us or someone like myself, you're prone to wanting to just kind of, let me just like handle the logistics and you guys benefit and I'm out. And now I find myself more in a space of I'm here, I'm present, I deserve to be celebrated and you're going to deal and you're going to love it. That, I think that's the biggest thing that I learned about myself in doing this. And it's like, you know, to quote my brother, God love him. He's like, you couldn't hide if you wanted to, kid. I don't know what you thought. Totally. You, but you definitely, you couldn't if you tried. And so you might as well get comfortable with it. That's what's so funny to me. Like looking at you, I'm like, you thought that about yourself? Because like, you are like razzle dazzle, lit up star factor from when I met you and you know, doing that even in like the Maryland campus, being like, you know, whatever, bro college kids working, calling alumni, asking them for money. <laughs> and then it was me. And like, but I'm like, and then I, you know, would see you super glamorous, like working in makeup. And I was like, oh, Lauren's just like shine so bright. And I didn't even think I was like half the shiny, like half of the characters that I dealt with mm-hmm. and worked with to me just exudes so much confidence and took up so much space and were so unapologetic. And I was okay with like my one-off like interaction and just kind of, huh? Ah, see, I love it. It's like, no one's coming here to see me. Turns out, like Maury said, that is a lie. Turns out, honey, that Maury, that this, the test confirms that is a lie. That is a lie. That is a lie. You were here to shine bright. And I'm so happy that like, yes, you allowed yourself that space to be like, okay, I'm learning a lesson here. What is it? Instead of just, you know, carrying on with the, you know, assignment at hand, acting like everything's like, okay, it's not good. It doesn't feel good, but I'm going to keep doing it. Instead, you really like pulled back, reassessed. And before I'm going to get some practical magic tips with you in a moment, because we have so much juiciness to share, but I just love what you, you wrote something before to me and I was just laughing and um, you said, entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. So we could hear, we're like, it's amazing and it's so fun. But I do think it's important to talk about the other side of entrepreneurship, starting your own business, following your dream. It's fucking a trip. And it's like you go from, I don't want to work like nine to five. Okay, I'm going to now work and thinking about this 
24-7. And I am the CEO, the marketing person, the intern, the financial booker. I am the IT person. Like, it's like, <laughs> like this is sexy. Is this cool? You're doing it. <laughs> Why don't you walk us through, yeah, some of the, like, you know, either, like, challenges you felt or things you've had to learn about yourself being an entrepreneur and maybe anything you've learned about, you know, how to care for yourself or how to just deal with it how to deal with your seagoat your seagoat grit how do we deal I think just not being afraid to fail forward you're going to make a lot of mistakes you are going to be wrong a lot of the time it is not a reflection of who you are it just means there's space to learn something Mm. and you to reset and anytime something doesn't naturally come together and you have to constantly fight it question that why do you think this is happening like maybe this isn't meant to be the thing that I do or how I do it necessarily and you have to be flexible in your methods I read something that said you know write your your dreams down in pen and write your method down in pencil and that that's literally <laughs> that is it that's that it. is entrepreneurship that's it write your big goal out what what is the end goal? How what do you want to do? Manifest that shit, write it in pen, but you better have your plans of how to get from A to B or A to Z in pencil and be very flexible with being okay with doing that. And it's it's humbling. So humbling. But the good thing is, is the best the more you do it, the less painful it is and the quicker you rebound. So you can't be afraid to fail forward. I think as a society, we're taught that that's not a good thing to do, like failure. But honestly, failing and being horrible at something or being just mediocre at it has made me better at any point in my life. And anything that I can think of in my life that I've accomplished, it happened because I sucked at something. I was like, oh, no, we're not. This isn't it. We're going to go back to the drawing board because what we're not going to do is tell me that I'm not going to get what I want. When I tell you that that is the biggest thing, you just have to be willing to fail forward. You're you're not going to make it out the gate. It's not going to make sense out the gate. You're going to have to be flexible in your mean in your ways of doing things. But if something is in you, that seed's been planted in you, it's there for a reason. It's going to harvest. But you have to be flexible with all the seasons that happen before you you know get where you want. And that's like the biggest thing. I think some of that's happened innately, but like I said, like you're a perfectionist, you're a type A and you're used to just, nope, can't, you also can't be that. (laughs) You have to be flexible and just ready to know that like your plan A, B, C, D, and E may not work. Oh, that's it. Retweet, like, share, save, post, pin. What else? Don't be discouraged. This is it. I need to like, that's it. Fail forward. And within that, even the nuances of like, the writing the dreams in pen and the method in pencil and also like trusting when something's not working. I just was talking about that with Audrey when she came on, like we had to really get very humbled by being like, we think something's a great idea or the perfect way of doing it. But guess what? We're trying to force it. And they have to be like, actually, it's not working for a reason. That's so important, especially if you're doing something very like what you're doing, very intuitive, very purpose-driven, very centered to you, very niche and very to you. There's not a template. There's not like, here's a starter kit for creating a business where you bring together um, creators and curators, makers, and connect people to their ancestral homeland in Africa. And then like, there's not like a a neat little package on the internet of how to like do that. Like you have to learn every step of the way, which is what makes it so beautiful and what makes it, it's like custom, it's bespoke, you know, it takes a little, a little time, sweetie, but then it's going to fit perfectly, I feel amazing. It's going to be cute AF. It's going to be cute AF, it's, sweetie, it's custom, okay? So that's why. <laughs> we don't rush custom Valentino, we don't. we're not rushing. We don't. We're not rushing, Our right. Lives. If you want to like go to TJ Maxx, get off the rack, that's fine. But if you want to step into your purpose that's like bespoke into you, it takes a little time and like details and going back on things. And so I love that. Also, I love TJ Maxx, by the way. But just in this analogy, let me let, let, let me Maxx. step on you in this analogy. But like, I'm a Maxinista at heart. 
So let's talk about some practical magic. Because first of all, I always call like this section is like practical magic where you tell someone, someone, the whole community, anyone listening, your like cosmic prescription, a digestible tool, a takeaway, something you do to help people listening. But I also just want to shout out that you to me really are practical magic because I call it that because I'm like a Pisces, Moon, Virgo, Sun. I'm like, yeah, okay, give me some takeaways. Give me some tools. Like, give me something. How do I do this? Give me something to do now. And I feel like I just want to honor you because I know you're also like practical magic priestess. So this episode is going to go live around, you know, the holiday season, if you will. And I know that time of year can stress people out a lot, but I think that you do a really good job of bringing the holidays in, in a feeling that's like joyful and a way to connect with family and tradition. So could you walk us through like some tips if people wanted to do some thrifting or treasure hunting as a way to get more meaningful and maybe budget-friendly gifts for people? Absolutely. So there's, it's two prong. And I'm just going to tell everyone here, I am a Facebook market hoe. Like if you see me on Facebook, I'm definitely on Facebook market trolling the streets to see what I can find. And I find the best stuff. There. I'm sorry. Like, I'm a Facebook market hoe is like, <laughs> okay, keep going. And that's H-E-A-U-X hoe. Okay. Facebook market has so much great stuff, but there, this is what I have found to be the most helpful. If you're selling your things or if you're buying your things, do it towards the end of the month. And I'm going to tell you why for two different reasons. As a buyer, if you live in any major city or market, I'm in Brooklyn, we already know what it is. People are moving out of their apartments and moving spaces. Towards the end of the year, people are probably moving things in and out of their storage unit and realizing that they don't want it. The ways in which people are willing to bargain with you in terms of pricing have really worked to my advantage. Again, I have furnished my entire apartment my entire room off of Facebook market. And if I, when I move and I don't want something, I throw it right back on Facebook market back from whence you came <laughs> and I find something new. I love it. I love the endless cosmic stream of abundance of Facebook market. Just pick something up, throw it right back. <laughs> throw it right back. It's amazing. End of the month is the best time to do it. For a buyer, it's like the, the last week of the month because people are really just like, I need to get it out of here. For a seller... Give yourself the last two weeks. And when you price your item, price it someplace where you feel comfortable haggling down from because know that that will happen. It's going to happen. Now, if somebody may just be like, oh, this is too good to pass up. Don't be trifling. You know when something's not really worth what you think it is because it looks like it's been through War World 3. Okay? Don't get crazy. But if you start a little bit high or where you want to be like a little bit higher than you want to be ideally, you're more likely to get what you want towards the last two weeks because people like me are trolling Facebook market towards the end of the month looking for a deal. That is like the biggest thing that I learned as a seller and as a buyer. As I was trying to get rid of things, nothing ever moved the first two weeks of the month. Things always move the last two weeks of the month. So even if you're in a situation where you're wanting to make extra cash for for holiday gifts and you want to make some room for new things in the new year, the last two weeks are the best time to do it. By the time this comes out, it will probably be in the last two weeks of December, but I think it's just like a good thing to think about going forward as you're clearing out your house and getting ready for the new year, that that is something to do. I love that for like budget thinking too. Like if you're trying to make some extra cash, you have like a trip coming up or something like, oh, honey. Things that no longer serve you, taking up space. We're getting rid of dead weight in the new year. Sometimes that's a dresser. That's none of my business, but that's what you do. This is practical magic. I literally took my Sharpie out and was writing like Facebook market last week. The last okay, two weeks as a seller and the last week as a buyer especially if you're in a big metropolitan, like if you're in a big city area, that is like peak time to do anything. And I, I'd imagine probably in more suburban areas too, you know, people are moving, people are moving out of the city, honey, mm-hmm. not your girl, <laughs> but people are doing that. I've heard I'm the only crazy person who moved into a city during the pizzeria that is now three different names we've had for the pandemic. Yeah, I love right? it. <laughs> um, I could keep going. I call it anything but that because I'm just tired of hearing that word. Exactly. Uh, But I I think that those are my biggest tips. And just being conscious about how you wrap your gifts. If there's any way that you could, you know, again, trolling the internet, Poshmark, Facebook market, wrapping a gift in something that's seasonal. 
Mm-hmm. I call it the Christian girl Southern like plaid scarf that everybody has and nobody wants to wear anymore. Yes. That is a beautiful way to wrap up a gift. Oh. It also makes a really beautiful, like if you you have a little faux Christmas tree, it makes a beautiful like skirt for the tree. Mm-hmm. Festive. Yeah, I have one of those. Christian girl autumn. The Christian girl scarf. autumn scarf. They took, they took it from us and I'm like, okay, I guess. Mine I bought in Oklahoma in the town where Garth Brooks was born. Okay. Well, I got to brag on how Christian Girl Autumn, your Christian I Girl mean, Autumn scarf so is. Christian Girl Autumn. And listen, I told you, Texas study abroad, stories for days. You read it in my <laughs> book one day and this will make anybody who's listening to this will get to those chapters and go, Christian Girl Autumn scarf. I know it. <laughs> Actually, hilarious. Shout out to my friend, Lisa. Lisa Mendelson. I was helping oh, her clear yeah, out. My She's my neighbor. Really? I can't even. It's so amazing. Life is crazy. I was helping her clear out her closet. And she's like, what do we even do with this? And I started cracking up. I was like, we all had one. It's fine. Wrap somebody's gift in it. That's so good. I love a sustainable. I love a creative gift wrapping moment. And I love that sustainable. And then that just can get keep passing on, passing on. Yes. Okay. I love that. And the other tips for like, I love that idea of like just thinking outside of the box. I recently got something that was just wrapped in a tote from a really cool like independent bookstore that, that was BIPOC owned and like it was just part of a fundraiser buying these totes. And I was like, oh, thank you for wrapping this in this tote because hello, double the gift. So any other like things off the top of your head for sustainable gift wrapping? Or- you know what's so funny? Speaking of totes, I have a million of them and I like to, obviously I bake as you know, and cook and I live in the kitchen. And so a lot of times, depending on the treat that I'm making, I will, I'll wrap it so that it's in a bag like that and just give it to somebody. And it's usually like, I'll give the tote to somebody who has like said something about the tote to me. Cause I'm obviously this means more to you than it does to me at this point, like here. Oh, I love that. Listen to who compliments certain accessories of yours, because when you're ready to pass them on, or maybe you think you've had enough of it, like give it a little love, zhuzh it up, put a treat in it and give it to somebody. And it doesn't even have to be for an occasion. It could just be like, hey, I was, you know, going through things. I remember you said that you love this tote. I would love for you to have it. I am a huge fan of like the random no meaning. It's not your birthday. It's it's Wednesday gift. Oh my goodness. And that, I love that because more celebration in life, I have... You know, my uncle George, not a real uncle, he's like a fake but real grandpa figure to me. And he just called them like happies. Like, just, and he was Southern. That's why I love like Southern people. I was from Mississippi, but moved to New York when he was like 16 to like run away from his. He's Southern like, family. yeah, he's like, this is basic school, but he taught us about the word happy. Like, here's just a happy, like he just puts in the mail. He'd be like, and he would do that. He would send us old, like, you know, antiques or old shirts from like music festivals he went to Shout and things. Shout out to Uncle George. He is my, per- he's my kind of people. You and him have like, there's like, some sort of kindred spirit there in your humor and, and how you view the world. And I think that gift, that taking that note in your phone or something when someone compliments you is so beautiful because we all know inevitably we come to the end of the road with something. Yeah. Like, and we're like, okay, well, we can sit around, let it get clutter. He doesn't have donating. Doesn't it feel like, oh, like, oh, we really do love that necklace or that mm-hmm. cardigan. And if someone not only sent me a gift for no reason, and people do that, my family does that, shout out to them. I appreciate it, but it's also the fact that you remembered that and like that being seen thing, like, oh, like you listened to what little me said like two years ago about that. And if you don't have a good memory, like keep like a a note in your phone. I love that so much because it also helps you even if you're not ready to part with that thing. When that person's, it's time to get them a gift, you can go back and be like, oh, well, they really liked that crystal ring I had. So maybe I can go on Facebook Marketplace or somewhere and find something cool. But anyway, I love that. That's that's an amazing tip. Let's segue into your birth chart. And I want to just highlight a few things about you. And I love doing this because, you know, I love learning about people, the lens of their chart, but I love to amplify and like show where your superpowers are on your chart. So if someone's listening to this and they're really clicking with it, they're like, maybe they have something similar in their chart or maybe something that can give them permission to make that leap or to make that pivot, just like how you did. Of course, the whole time, your big three, you know, Cancer Rising, Capricorn Sun, Pisces Moon. I feel that in you, the boss bitch energy that comes off of you and how you're just like casually 
wheeling and dealing all across the world doing like your creativity, you know, through makeup and through accessory. I feel like you also do a lot of things with like jewelry and you were kind of this thing of like bringing beauty down to earth, but in this really like boss way. But when you said the thing about like the burnout culture, that's something every Capricorn has to listen to because it's like, <laughs> there's no like off switch. You're just like, no. and that seagoat is like, I'm going up the mountain. Okay, cool. Oh, water. Who is she? I don't know. Food, rest, don't need it. And so it's that amazing ambition and that drive. But what I love what you're doing now is truly like the true essence of Capricorn is about bringing integrity and wholeness back to the world through business, uh, leadership, like high integrity leadership through that. And it's like being a way shower and really like your divine assignment is to like build something bigger than yourself and be like an elder to be someone in a space. And like that to me, like, even though you're my age, I'm already like so excited for us just to be like true crones. I mean, we are crones in some level, but like true crones one day, you are born to be that. You you are born to be that. (laughs) That Sophia Petrillo is somebody who speaks to my spirit. (laughs) I love it. From the time I was a child, I'm like, I'm going to be that old lady talking about Silver Spring, Maryland, picture it, 2020. Exactly. Or 2000. <laughs> exactly. Sit down. Picture it. Sit down, kids. I have a wild yarn to spin Brooklyn, right now. Brooklyn, New York, 2010. Uh, and you're going to be like, just that's so part of you. And what I also love about your chart is obviously Cancer rising is the opposite of Capricorn. So you have this like opposite energy. And for anyone listening to this who has like oppositions in their chart, like, oh, I'm <laughs> my rising sign is in direct opposition of my sun sign. There is a certain amount of like living life that you have to do to understand yourself because it's not one way or the other. It's like, yes, I really want to be successful and be in this sort of detached world of business, but also like my family is really important to me in home. And I actually could stay home and like make scones all day and like knit like and have and have, but I also like have this business drive and like, how do I integrate those two things and, and honor both parts of me? And of course, like you're probably one of the biggest examples that I could use as an archetype for cancer rising. Cause what motivates you is family and connection and ancestry and you're meant to like lead through the world led by that. And that's how people find you. And that's how you rise, like you're rising. And so by doing this work and like connecting to your family and your roots, having a business named after your, like the paternal and maternal line, the Capricorn and the cancer of your line is so incredibly poetic and so beautifully speaking to your chart that I just like can't fucking get over it. I'm like, it's like when you're talking, I'm like, God, your chart, you're living your chart. You're living it in such a beautiful high octave expression. But the things that I like didn't really remember, obviously I remember your big three hours when I talked to you, but your Mercury is in Sag. That's why you're so fucking hilarious and why every time I'm proud of us right now. We're going to keep this probably at our mark, but I know the two of us can talk forever. Ever. Like even this, we weren't even recording when we got on here and I was like, wait, save this for the podcast. We are, there's too much gold. <laughs> and why I love talking, you keep me in stitches and that's Mercury and Sag as you think big about the world. You bring optimism. Like I said, joy is such a Sagittarius word through your thoughts and through your communication. And it's like how you see the world is through that filter. Like, I can see the positive here. I can see the glass half full. And I'm going to show it to you, too. And it's going to be fun and, like, sparkly and and magical. So I love that what you said about making Because I think this is the whole space around sustainability and upcycling and, you know, how you got into this work can really take on this really, like, serious energy or very, like, pretentious, which is weird because it's actually supposed to be the most accessible way of... The most. Of consuming things, like... Uh, Every time I see one of those like glossy, it's it's like two energies, right? right. It's either like angry, which rightfully so, right. you know, this is this we, is get it. we get it, we get it, message received, or it's just like this completely unattainable goop head in the cloud, minimalist. Who sheet. has time? For who this? has time, honey? Not who has time for that? Like, thank you for the idea. And thank you for the resources. I always like liken this to when I worked at anthropology, which is like, if I could move into a store, I would move into anthropology. But when you're broken in college, you don't have anthropology money. No, honey. honey. No. And so what do you do? You go to work, you get inspired. 
And you take your cute butt to the thrift store and find a knockoff. Right. You pull it together and you turn it out. Then you remember you is you is Poe. <laughs> and uh, you go and you make some magic. And actually, that's thrilling because you're like, how am I going to do this? But we always find a way. And that's what you do. And that's your Mercury and Sag. It's in your sixth house of like helping people and your daily rituals and daily details. Like you bring that and you see that in the daily parts of life, like the small details. How can I do that and teach others how to do that, which is so powerful. And then your North Node in Taurus. This is like so beautiful. Just all about Taurus to me is like cozy North Node. Your highest soul's purpose is to connect back into like the rich experience of being a human and feeling safe and deserving beautiful things and rest and really connecting to your five senses, good food, like nice textures. But it's also like an inherent reconnecting to like your value and your worthiness and teaching other people that and teaching people new ways of, yeah, like interacting with what they think is valuable and and who and what they value and how we use our resources and how we're a good steward of the earth and resources. Like Taurus is that like sacred warrior for the earth and defender of like rest and truly also like a luxurious fucking bitch who's just like, yeah, like I deserve luxury because I am luxury, but I'm also going to like protect the earth and be mindful and responsible while I do it. (laughs) And that runs through your 11th house of like, get this technology and community. Oh, look at that. Look at, I mean. It's almost as if astrology is real. It's almost like astrology is real. Is this on a podcast? Are people going to know this? We can't, we can't let people know that it's real. Oh, right. We can't let people know. People are going to be on to us. They're going to figure out this whole thing. I know. I'm like, honey, you are living your chart so beautifully. I just want to commend you for that because like we said, it takes time, especially like we got to live life a little, like our chart is something we grow into and we like expand with. But I feel like you're in this season of your life that you're just like, you're getting it. And I want to just give you one thing to leave on, like more of a forecasting. So you have a Pisces moon like me. So Jupiter is going to be on your moon, expanding you know, your sense of self, your fulfillment, your intuition, your creativity, your inner child healing, just feeling really like lit up to be yourself in the right place. You're doing the thing for all of 2022. And you got a little sneak peek of it this summer, May 14th to July 28th. And your Pisces moon runs through your ninth house, which is connecting people back to like culture and expanding across different borders and connecting people into like what's out there and like different cultural experiences and higher truths and higher consciousness. So I just want to say to you, like you already know it all, but I'm just going to validate everything you're doing is you are living your cosmic assignment and like you are living in such alignment it's really beautiful to watch oh it's so good Ah! are we feeling it are we feeling so this is what it means like show up in life let it be messy figure out your purpose trust and like you said like write the dream in pen the rest in pencil and like living your truth living yourself so what anything you want to say about your chart or any other questions you have or reflections I mean, basically, you just confirmed to me that I am an easy, breezy, beautiful, bad bitch. And I knew this, <laughs> but now it's on paper, right? So like... Now it's on paper. Now it's on paper. We know. Yes. And literally, your my Mars is in Sag, so it lights me up as Sag energy. So now I know we never stood a chance to not fall in love and be best never. friends. We found love in a hopeless place. We did. Like our Pisces moons and Cancer risings were like... <laughs> Like, <laughs> um, remember that time we scaled the side of a building? Oh, God, you're gonna get me in trouble. I now. mean, that never happened. Yeah. So that I, never I actually happened. just recently admitted that to my mother, and she was like, I love it. Do I even know you? Like, you did what? Okay, so we were running from the police, <laughs> like campus police. I don't know if they were real, like, police. campus police on their segways. And I, we legit, I remember I was wearing like a mini skirt and yes. like boots and like literally scaled a three-story building with you. <laughs> oh my I always God. knew I, I was a superhero. I did not know I was Spider-Man. Yeah. And so that evening I learned. We were like, wow, we're, thank goddess and our ancestors for keeping us alive during college. Also, were we escaping from Terrell's apartment? 
It was either Dave or Terrell's. It was Rell's. It was Rell's. And now Rell is like, has like a TV show on CBS. Comedian. So crazy things happen there. <laughs> I gotta get him on the pod. You like, do need that, to get Terrell that. on the podcast. <laughs> um, we can come up a Maryland fun reunion. But thank you for bringing up, yes, like scaling buildings. That's how far we go back. You wouldn't know that it happened because, again, kid, there was no – the Snapchat no wasn't there. The Facebook wasn't there. Maybe I took a picture of my digital camera. Um, digital I camera. In some file. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, we're geriatric. I love it. We're just leaning into the elder, elder millennial. Here we are to be the crones, <laughs> the cosmic crones. Get off my lawn. <laughs> okay, so – Let's see, what's next or what's like next? What's coming down the pipeline for you and Gladly and like what's what's something you're excited about? Oh, so many exciting things. So by the time this comes out, um, the Gladly holiday market will be open. Ooh. So I'm actually putting together curated prepackaged gifts based on treasures that I've been sourcing all summer through the fall. And so that makes it easier for the person who likes the idea, but is like I I don't have the creative eyeball or mind. I just know what I like when I see it. And so I'm, I'm trying to cater to people who feel overwhelmed in that sense. And also just to create cute little story packages in gift form, make it easier for somebody. I'm sure that we'll have plenty of things through the holiday. And then actually in January, 2022, I will be launching my podcast. <sighs> Yay! Welcome to the pod life. In case you didn't guess, I will have at least one guest named Maddie Murphy on my podcast at some point. But it's called Treasure Hunters. And I'm literally just like sitting down with my favorite people and having them share with me little treasures that they've learned along the way and their growth and their expansion. You know, I've seemed to attract a lot of people who who started off doing one thing or doing something completely different. And I've watched the growth and championed the growth, but I think it's important for people who feel a little stuck or need a little inspiration to kind of hear how people got from point A to point B. It's, it's definitely not linear, as we know. And just like want to have people share the gems and treasures that they learned along the way and maybe inspire someone to do their own cool thing. So that is launching in January 2022. Ah! We love that, honey. Jupiter and Pisces on the moon and on your Mars. And also a Mercury and Sag podcast I will always listen to because they'll keep me in freaking stitches. Cannot wait to come on. So excited for you. I love, I love the pod life. It's amazing. Okay. So stoked. So I'm going to do some rapid fire questions. I, I, I'm like testing this out with guests, but I haven't really like totally committed to it. But I'm going to allow you to be like my test bunny for this because you're a cute little cosmic bunny. So these are some rapid fire, quick, whatever comes to the top of your head, and then we'll close out. Sound good? Ready. All right. Let's fire up that Mercury and Sag brain of yours. What is like the song of the moment for you? Funny enough, the song of the moment for me right now Gosh, that's so hard because I'm constantly, you know me and my music, but Mm -hmm. I have been listening to What Are We Waiting For? It's uh, by Leslie Odom Jr. and his beautiful wife, Nicolette. It's a duet. And honestly, if you listen to it and you don't feel like you want to cry, I don't know what's wrong with you, but the message is just like very beautiful. What are we waiting for? This is why I had to ask. This is why I had to ask. It feels like a sweater and like your favorite fall soup like roll into one it's a hug musical hug okay perfect this is why i have i wanted to ask i wanted to pick your brain okay this is a very lauren mcknight targeted question because of your cancer rising but what was the last thing you cooked <laughs> okay so for breakfast i in lauren typical lauren fashion had leftover quinoa from last night's dinner vegetable stock onion garlic powder salt, pepper, whatever. But then I poached an egg and put a little scallion mm. on it and had some turkey sausage with it and a little bit of leftover butternut squash from last night. I like to repurpose last night's dinner and throw an egg on it. It's really not even that creative, but it's always delicious. That's such a good tip. That's why I wanted to ask you. You're always <laughs> up to things. Kitchen yes, witch. I so kitchen I love witch. that. It is true. 
Okay, such good advice. Take last night, upcycle your dinner from last night, throw an egg on it. Okay, so now rapid fire, best advice you've ever gotten? Pop. Gotta love pop. Southern grandfathers have all the gems. But the thing he always used to say is that soap and water can clean anything but a guilty conscience. And so what I glean from that is, is like the best thing you can always do is to be forthright, honest, say what's on your mind, say it with your whole chest. Otherwise, you will be doomed to, you know, want to scrub that energy out and you won't be able to. So soap and water will cure anything but a guilty conscience. Wow. Thanks, Pop. Thanks, this Pop. Is Tam. That Southern grandfather wisdom is like none other. Okay, that's amazing. Thank you, Pop. And then the worst advice you've ever gotten. I don't know if I could put it into one thing in particular, but the worst thing you can ever do is follow someone else's plan for you. Mm. The worst thing you can ever do is shit yourself based on someone else's idea of what you should do. Mm. That is the worst thing you can do. So anytime somebody says, you should, you should, you should, push back, question it, ask why. They'll probably hate you, but who cares? If they do, then they're not your people. There's there's (laughs) that sag energy. If they push back, who cares? Exactly. I love that sag energy. And then the last question is, you know, what is your cosmic RX of choice at the moment? What's the way you hype yourself up or, you know, get into the space of more self-love or how do you come back to yourself? What's your practice right now? I'm laughing because you know. I know it. I know the answer to this. Before this podcast and shout out to my cosmic bosses because they also know that this is a thing that I do. Okay, so I'm a repressed theater kid. I don't think I could ever be on Broadway. I'm so like enamored by Broadway and just performers in general. And so to hype myself up before anything major, I put on what I like to call yoncerts. Where basically I dance around my room like I'm Beyonce to Beyonce music. If I need to get into the headspace, I will watch Homecoming until I'm blue in the face because it just brings me so much. Again, Ancestry, HBCU shout outs. You know, I am a direct product of two parents who went to HBCUs for both undergrad and graduate school. And when she did that, it like spoke to my growing up experience in a way that I could never Uh. explain to you. So when I need to get hype, that's what I do. I'm in my room doing Beychella. And honestly, I defy you to not feel good about yourself after doing that. I defy you. Honestly, I love like, that. Pick, pick a moment. It doesn't even have to be. Homecoming is my tea. Do what, do what feels good to you. But um, yeah. We love that. The Yonser, that's TM, that's trademarked. Trademark Yonser. Throw your hair, you know, black is king is cute. She's real cute. I have a couple of shocks from that. But for me, it's homecoming. Uh, I mean, go. You're welcome. Change your life. A little yoncert, solo yoncert. I'm here Yonsert for that. make everything better. Lauren, thank you so much for coming on the Cosmic RX Radio pod today. And thank you for sharing all of your wisdom and beauty so generously in your story. Where can people find you if they wanted to like get in touch or work with you or get one of those sick sounding Christmas bundles, the holiday bundles? I'm like, what? Yeah. So they can find me at Gladly Upcycle. That's G-L-A-D-L-E-E, Upcycled. If you're not a total crazy weirdo, you can also find me at McNisms. That's my personal page, but like it is private. <laughs> However, you know, I'm always welcoming friends who friends of friends but yes gladly is the best place to find me for upcycled magic um and if i've decided you're not total crazy person you can follow me on my personal page at there we go and that's on capricorn boundaries uh we love it we love to see it um all right lauren thank you so much this is such a gift and i know this episode is going to bless and inspire so many baddies out there so thank you for your time you're welcome. One other person I forgot to mention who's very integral to my life and like I will not get off of this podcast before I mention her name is Saint Dolly Parton of um, I was Tennessee. Oh my god. <laughs> I just need everyone to know that like that is my Capricorn queen. That is your Capricorn queen. I was literally printing out the notes of this episode and I literally just wrote Dolly Parton like question mark like no idea like how I'm happy we just like brought her in because she's always she's always with us. She's always with you. When I see Dolly, 
like I'm like Lauren and I always loved her, but over the last year, she showed us what a fucking Capricorn can do. Like taking care of business with integrity. I honestly keeping it moving. Couldn't love her anymore, and she just had to be mentioned because. Thank you for bringing her name into this. What a queen! Like if you were to ask me what my who my big three celebrities were, like if I were attached to the celebrities, you know, with those signs, I could very clearly tell you that Capricorn Dolly, yes, Rihanna Pisces, and I'm not sure who my Cancer. My cancer rising is, but Dolly P is. I like, know Dolly P is obviously you. You are her like Capricorn archetype. I think about that all the time because I mean she's she's like you witty, funny, Southern grace, warm heart charm, but keeping it moving and also like not taking no no guff. Like okay, fine. Takes like nobody, sh- nobody shit. And is humble as all get out. Cancer rising, like Solange. We can we can keep workshopping Solange. it. Solange, that's it. There okay. it is. There it is. There's the big three. There's my big three. Uh, three Pisces, Solange, Rising, Dolly, Sun. Get into it. Get into it. Get involved. Thank you. I love it. So Mercury Sag to have one last like thing to say, but also an amazing thing to say. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, duh. You're like, Dolly. I'm going to let you finish, but. <laughs> so Thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, baddies, for tuning in. I'll see you next time. Bye. Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other cosmic baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic RX, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you cosmic baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.